Today's episode is sponsored by Discovered Magazine. Discovered is an international print counterculture magazine encompassing the best of music, art, skateboarding, and anything with a punk ethos. Listeners get 10% off a yearly subscription using the code FIRSTEVER, spelled out, when you visit store.dscvrd.co. Welcome to the first ever podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bohm. If this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. So guess what? Today is a first ever first where I have two guests at the same time. Normally, this is a one-on-one show, but considering the fact that my guests, Warner and Waverly Watkins, are twins... It just felt like the right time, you know? They own and operate a clothing brand called Brownstone. They have a new collection that just came out. And what motivated me to talk to them, uh, above the fact that they're just lovely, lovely people, is that uh, Franz from Turnstile is uh, modeled their newest collection. They talk about how Aaron from Nothing and Jesus Peace is modeling for their spring collection. I just really love how they tie in their punk and hardcore um, appreciation into what they're doing with their clothing brand. And also I've, I haven't had anyone on the show that, uh, that has their own clothing brand. So this all just felt like an exciting and different episode to present to all of you. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk real quick about, uh, about some coffee, shall we? Uh, let's talk about my lovely sponsors, Rootless Coffee Company. They are a small batch roaster out of Flint, Michigan, making high-end coffee with bags designed by some of the comic industry's rising stars, collaborating with artists, bands, brands, nonprofits, wrestlers, comedians, and more. Rootless is the punk rock gateway to craft coffee. Easy to understand and delicious roast options. Listeners get 20% off their order using the code HARDTIMES at checkout when they visit rootlesscoffee.com. Any size, any grind, any time break free from boring. I want to add that uh that Warner sent me over a playlist that they made, like a Spotify playlist that goes in it like ties into this uh new collection that they've had. Uh so I'm going to attach that. Uh, I'm going to be posting about that on the Instagram, so be sure to check it out. It's a very cool collection of songs. Uh I mean it starts with David Bowie. You can't you can't go wrong there. And lastly, I'm going to say, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you do that. Whether it's on uh, Instagram or Instagram, who am I? Whether it's on, well, yeah, you know, if you haven't followed uh, the show on Instagram or or Twitter, I'd really appreciate that. It's always nice to have um, that following build. But no, on uh, Apple or Spotify, if you haven't followed the show on there, I'd really appreciate it. And lastly, I have a Patreon. So uh, if you want to support the show via Patreon, that would mean a lot to me as well. Just go to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. Okay. Here is my conversation with Warner and Waverly Watkins. Uh, 
Warner Wave, thanks so much for joining me. This is an experiment because this is the first time I've ever had two guests on at the same time. So thank you and welcome to the first ever podcast. Thank you for having us, Jeremy. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. This is Warner and this is Waverly. Hell yeah. So yeah, where are you two from originally? So we're originally from a small town in Virginia called Danville. And it's, you know, a very small place, not too many things going on. Uh, parents, you know, born there, raised there, local family business. Um, not too much really in the midst of anything as far as like excitement or thing like that. So you kind of gravitate towards what your own particular interest, I guess you would define it as. And for me and Wave, we just kind of like found our own little niche hobbies along the way and it was a great place. Like, we had a lot of t- fun times. Like, you know, we would, like, play basketball. We played, you know, I wrestled in high school. We played, like, Little League. Like, you know, it was very much, like, the great, cool, like, family. Like, it was it was really good. It was really nice. And it kind of, that like, Is that sense. near, is that closer to Richmond or is that closer to, like, uh, D.C.? Oh, it's much southern. It's much more. It's like you can put one foot in uh, North Carolina almost. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like the bottom. It's like nothing really too much of. A <laughs> like it's like a lot of like like lottery. Like people go there like buy like tobacco and like lottery tickets and stuff. Okay, okay. When did you make your way out to California, or was there anywhere in between? Uh, oh yeah, when you, oh making yeah. Making the move. Oh yeah, many we've, stuff. we've only lived in Los Angeles for about six years now at this point. So okay. we're still like you know, relatively new. We uh, came out here to start, well, not necessarily to start, but to kind of manifest in a sense. Yeah, what, so uh, further develop. Yeah, our brownstone. Okay. So where did you, uh, what, where were your stops along the way? Like, what did some other places you two have lived? So when we were growing up in Virginia, and, you know, that goes back to, like, uh, just, like, I mean, there's a million different avenues of how we got into fashion and everything because neither of us come from that you know first of all so that's like one thing that's like really interesting and funny is like I didn't particularly find myself going down this avenue but once I found it and discovered that I was, could do it to the degree that I was that's when I kind of fell in love with it but I originally you know just was just like you know I just kind of wanted to figure out a way out of Danville not to you know disrespect it or anything but I was just interested in just seeing like you know what else is going on out there because, you know, I love it. I just want to see, you know, like, you know, I would, as a kid, man, I would like read like, you know, like all the fashion magazines, all the music magazines. Like I was an internet nerd. So was Wave. Right. Absolutely. I would say that kind of like played into like what just wanted us to like discover things. Cause as we were just, we were discussing earlier in Danville, it's a few things like we played basketball like Warner wrestled, but where we kind of like, had our joint time and like really like bonded as bros and whatnot it was like late night when I'd be like, hey man, have you seen like, you know, like internet stuff? Like, have you seen these Jordans that have coming out or like different music? And because things like that were like things that really would like broaden our culture together because I wouldn't really like see him after school every day because he would be like doing wrestling right do like basketball things but once we were always come together that would always be like our like little bro time and everything yeah. so and like, this is like in high school like before like yeah. all this we kind of like we're doing like <laughs> while like not wild stuff but, like just you know like um i remember the first thing i ever so I, 
music, of course, plays a big part in Brownstone's influences and ideas and iconography and all that. But I wasn't even necessarily like a music guy until I was like maybe, uh, man, eight or nine, ten-ish. Like going back to like super young and everything. Like mm-hmm. the first time I ever seen uh, music video. I didn't even listen to music, like I'm saying. It's like, but again, my dad was like just super cool. He's like, we've always had a great relationship. But um, he would play like late at night, like all the things that like you know your mom's like you can't watch The Simpsons, you sure. can't watch like you know Saturday Night Live, like you can't like he's like you know just yeah. like yeah it's cool with me you can do that. <laughs> so he showed me like my first music videos. And I just always was just super into like, you know, cartoons and like films, like action movies and like Batman and like, you know, things like that. Like I first learned how to read like from reading comic books. Like my grandma like taught me how to read like reading comic books and stuff. So like that was like my my thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really music. It was just like, uh, I guess I like to, you know, it's not really my thing. But I remember my dad showed me uh, the first two music videos I'd ever seen were uh, Hypnotized by uh, the Notorious B.I.G. Okay. And it's like, you know, we're like driving cars backwards, like in reverse. It's like we're on a yacht now. It was like just like the most insane, like, you know, craziest thing it ever seen. Like it was like a mini film. Very extravagant. Condensed into like two and a half movies, two and a half minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's insane. And then um, the next video was like this, uh, I don't even remember the name of the song. It was this, it's the Aerosmith video where they're like, make some girl in a lab or something. It was, like, super weird. Very out of place for current situations. But, <laughs> but um, it was I, can't that, I can't remember what video that is, but, but I remember... It, that sounds familiar. I can't yeah, remember what but song I was just like, was I was like, this is, like, weird science. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, like, videos are, like... Music videos are, like, cool, but, like, I, I never really, like... That was kind of, like, my gateway, I guess, into, like, art in a sense because like I just knew I liked like comics and like my dad was like super into Star Wars and stuff so like that was kind of like a thing for me like I remember like watching that as a kid but um I uh remember because I wasn't supposed to you know be into this type of stuff I uh wound up watching I think the video is like the paranoid android by Radiohead Radiohead yeah which is like it's a cartoon right (laughs) But it's like so messed up. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. the video? Like, or like, I think it's like if that's the one. It's the cartoon video where like, it's just like insane animation. I remember like freaking out and like crying because this video like totally like freaked me out and like I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Yeah. And, like I called my mom and was like, "Oh my god! Like, what did I just see? What did I just witnessed?" She's like, "Well, that's what you get. You are supposed to be looking at it." <laughs> so that kind of introduced me to like just like, not even necessarily challenging art but like i was just like oh you just open your eyes to like yeah, what else is really cool, out there like cool fun thing you know yeah it was just like interesting it was interesting to me yeah right 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 um so yeah when um you know the show's all about like you know first experiences and things like that so like uh when was the first time i guess for the both of you that like fashion kind of interested you you mentioned jordan like looking at jordans and stuff like that like you know, uh, late at night on the computer or whatever. Is that probably, like, the first time oh, that when I mean, you were young? Yeah, I would say it, it came from a bunch of things. Like, originally, like, everybody, I feel like, in Virginia, because it's such a super, super small town. I'm sorry, yeah. Danville, it's such a super, super small town. 
Like, it's totally opposite of, like, living in Atlanta or living in New York or L.A. where you actually have outlets to these type of, like, right. things. And this is back in, like, 2000 and I would say, like, yeah, 2005, 2007. So the main thing that, like, everybody is, like, that at least that first interested Warner and I was, like, looking at different, like, just Nike as a whole. It wasn't even just about the Air Jordan thing. But it was, like, Nike as a whole, the whole way they were running the company. From the dip, and, and that really kind of got us interested from there into like more like nuanced versions of uh, streetwear. Because one thing that and that about Nike that was so cool to us was how they would have regular accounts and everything, but then they would also like make like the super rare type stuff. So we started with getting to like not necessarily just like Jordan, but it was more so like you know how they have Dunk now, right? But like Dunk SB at the time was like a super rare thing to get into like nobody there was only one store in all of virginia you had to go to virginia beach to like locate them and everything we were like super like kind of infatuated with like being able to have like that one pair like that rare pair so that really like i would say it's kind of started like from there branching off into like a lot of the smaller brands and everything of the time like original fake and like early early like supreme type stuff yeah i would say that yeah because so like Wave was really, like, mm. into, like, you know, like, a lot of, like, the more fashion aspects of things. And then yeah. I was really more into, like, music, you know, and things like that. Because I grew, like, into, like, like I said, I was, like, started off in film, then, like, it kind of blossomed into, like, music. And it's, like, alternative, <laughs> that's Vito. Sorry. <laughs> and then, like, alternative strands of, like, you know, music and everything. But yeah. the one thing in terms of, like, fashion, like, everything has, like, you know, fashion to it at the end of the day, even. No matter how, like, alternative or outside of the grain you want to call it, there's still, like, you know, a bit of, like, a fashion sense to it. So, like, you know, I was, like, into, man, like, I was, like, looking at, like, Albert Hammond from The Strokes. <laughs> and, right. Like, I was looking at, like, Ian Curtis to, like, in the fashion regards, like, the black button-ups and, like, the Jesus and Mary chain. And then... Even in, like, when I was kind of, like, figuring out, like, what I was into in terms of, like, fashion and cool things like that, Supreme was the one brand, like, early, early Supreme, was, like, the one brand that was, like, kind of bringing what I liked about those worlds and mixing of what Wave was about with his worlds, which kind of made us be, like, yo, this is, like, we can, like, nerd out on this together because, like, I don't know anybody else who's in this. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I mean, sure. We're under the same roof. So, like, it became, and, you know, we're, like, teenagers now. But it's, like, it became, like, the thing that, like, we really, like, could, like, vibe out on together, you know. So, right. like, we would, like, you know, go, like, try to find, like, you know, like, old, like, you know, face magazines, like, back in the day, and, like, ID magazines, and, like, back in the day, like, read all these interviews with all these people we were, like, super obsessed with and all this stuff and everything. But um, we were still, you know, in Virginia. So when it came time to, you know, go to school, we wound up with the option of, you know, the furthest we can kind of get get away, <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, is uh, we go to Atlanta because uh, I we had both gotten uh, scholarships to Emory University out there. Oh, nice! But it was like on the tip, kind of where like you have to. Uh, 
It's a bit strange. Uh, yeah, you apply for this major, and that's the major you have to do, and like you're stuck in. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to. Like you're not allowed to change your major. You yeah, have to like, make I don't, don't want to be like married into this. You know? What wow, I mean? that's like that's intimidating to like put that on someone to be like, yeah, you have to make the decision now, and that's going to be the rest of your oh, life. Oh yeah, and it's something crazy like aeronautics or something. I, was I think like, oh yeah, my gosh, I think like, uh, Waverly. I, I think Wave. I, wave here. I'm sorry. I think I had like a uh, a Boeing, and I think Warner had like what was yours by? I think it was some flight stuff too. Yeah, crazy. I think they were both like in some realm, like realm of aeronautics. So or something. at some point in your life, you were both interested in maybe like what, like being pilots or what? Well, no, I believe that we both were. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. I literally wrote. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, <laughs> I literally Daniel, wrote man. the paper on some like Stanley Kubrick shit, bro. Right about, like, space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm telling you, Jeremy. Like, okay. like what are we doing here? Like, I think I wrote like a paper. For a scholarship, like on space, oh, and like yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, great! It's a great you were to paper on space, uh, yeah. Aeronaut scholarship." But they were Absolutely. like, "But like, so, they were like, you can yeah. come to Atlanta to take yeah. a tour of, of the school," <laughs> and we we're like, "Yeah, we out of here, bet, let's go!" <laughs> like, right. <laughs> so we go, and you know, it's whatever. But um, when we we're there, my dad, who you know, wanted wanted to keep stressing, like, coolest, like he's like the the cool guy. He's like a cool guy to me, you know. What I mean? He's like my dad. But he's like super, like interesting and cool. So like, if he says something, I'm like, mm, okay, let me like, you know, take heed to that. Like, you know, what I'm saying, right. like, let me see what you're talking about. So he went to Morehouse College, which, if you're not familiar, is a one of the oldest historic, historically black universities in, in the world. College. And uh, it's uh, Martin Luther King went there. Spike Lee went there. Samuel Jackson went there. Uh, Warner and Waverly Watkins went there, <laughs> but like no, it's a it's a very prestigious like it's, it's an amazing school, but it's a it's an all male institution, and uh, he went there and he you know to this day he always told me how like it like really like shaped him and like meant a lot to him. So when we're there, we wound up taking a tour of the college. He like so conveniently planned with the freshman dean just happened to walk by like <laughs> and just happened to meet in the oh yeah funny running yeah. to you here you know and yeah man i just i got hooked up, i was hooked on the mystique of it you know like it was, it's a beaut- and it still is more else really means a lot to us but uh i just got hooked on it and we were like this is cool and it felt like not even just like getting away like to get because but like i would somewhere where you can like grow and like be yourself because like that was kind of the main thing we were like tr- we were doing, and like you know, like Danville's a, a very small place, but I felt like we were very much ourselves there, and I think people really like received that well because you were true to yourself, and I think that kind of like carried us up to this point. Essentially, we've always kind of like uh, not gotten by by any means, but like we've always like. The fact that we're good people has always, <laughs> always benefited us. <laughs> so, did you do all four years? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. what? So, what was your major? So, your majors were aeronautics and stuff? No, 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 no. no, no oh, okay, no, no, okay. No, 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 I completely flipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you, what did you both end up taking? Well, way I, I ended up doing sociology and a okay. minor in a business administration. There you and go. And I Warner went full English. Nice. Which is like. Of, of course. But yeah, it makes sense. Because it was the most, like, I, at the time, one of the more creative fields they had there. Did you have so, ever, did you ever have any interest in, like, being an English teacher or anything like that? Did that interest you at all? No, it was always more so in, like, the, cre- like, just giving me creative a writing. to be creative. 
Yeah, my like, aunt's an English teacher. Yeah, I want. Yeah, she's yeah, amazing. yeah. My aunt, who I love, who also mm-hmm. was super influential. She uh, taught us how to read, and she always kind of just put like literature first with us, and like creativity, and like she like take us to the movies when we were kids, and like you know, like all this, all this stuff that like you like want like your cool like aunt to right. Do. Like <laughs> she yeah. was like the definition of that. So like we we always were like even in like as, as small as like Danvos, we were going to like what the one museum that's there. We were going there like the one so, library that's there. We yeah, she would there. make sure we went there. She was an English teacher at our high school actually though in oh, okay. Danville. Yeah, that's all you mentioned. That I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, she yeah. was on it. So did you go from uh, from Atlanta to L.A. or what was between there? So when we were in Atlanta. We were just we we had a great freshman year, you know. Like you you've never been away from home, and you're like yeah. you know to like like it's great. Like I was I was like going to like show shows, like you know I was going to like out to like restaurants I had never been. I like never ate sushi before. Like you know what I'm right. saying? Like it was like all types of like you know just new cool things. And um, I didn't really want to leave, man. To be honest, you know. So I was like, okay. Uh, I haven't really figured out what I want to do yet, but I can stay in Atlanta and Morehouse will pay for your summer school if you just take, like, the base requirements of, like, a a gym class, religion, and, like, a math class. (laughs) Hmm. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We could do that. We could do that. So we're here at summer school and, you know, I've got so much time now to kick around and everything. I'm like, you know, maybe I should get a job. You know, like I'm just out here, you know, uh, I got so much free time. Maybe let me see what's going on so I can, you know, actually do something with, you know, my free time and everything. And over the course of our freshman year, we had been hanging out at this one store called Wish. Wish is located in Little Five Points in Atlanta. Are you familiar with that area? I think so, yeah. Okay, so Little Five Points is like the... I guess like the cool part of town and like yeah. it was at least when we were there. So like had like you know like the the venues, the record stores, the pizza spots, the tattoos. Yeah, you know, I know like exactly what you're like talking about. Outs, like the galleries, yeah. like it's kind of like it's like the Silver Lake of uh, Atlanta. Right. <laughs> so right. <laughs> so uh, there was a gentleman who worked there, and uh, he just uh, he really he really took a liking to me and wave. His name was Justin Eli, and uh, he was meant a whole lot to me and Wave. And he um, basically introduced us to the concept of working at the boutique. And he was like, you guys would be perfect fit here. And he brought us both on and he, like, showed us how to, like, you know, essentially, like, work at a retail spot, like a fashion, like at a fashion place like that, that has, like, the caliber of brands that, like, we were, like, you know, interested in and always loved like they had like yeah. all the stucies of the world and like you know like all the crazy you know nike accounts and all that and everything pretty so. much the same brands we had grown up looking at and like always looking at in danville and discussing they were mm-hmm. now actually sold at this spot and we had like a whole summer just to like kick around so they're like yeah you guys want to work here and we were like of course and he's like, like teaching like, us like on the low like how to like buy he's just like showing us yeah. the ropes like how to like buy for a brand like how to like sell your pieces right. so they're just showing me things and, you know, it's just, like, just showing me, like, just, like, all the game. And around this time, you know, of course, everybody has, like, you know, their first, like, little streetwear brand or whatever where you do, like, your T-shirts and, you mm-hmm. know, you do all that. So, like, we were doing that, you know, and he was just, like, showing me 
how to really like you know you can do this you can do that like he just kind of put me on to like how to curate in a store of that level and what that when how to be in a store how to be a brand in that type of store he really showed me like like you got like not saying no disrespect to him but he's like show me there's more than t-shirts like right. this is like how you can like build a brand you know right I was like, so we kind of did that for that whole yeah. first summer. And then we stayed there for about like a year and a half. And one of the showrooms that... Because yeah, um, I was like, the funny thing is, so the next summer and everything, everything comes everybody's getting like summer internships and all that. And we're like, oh man, like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, there isn't really an actual internship, I feel at this point, for what it is we want to do, because we really don't know. So yeah. um, we're still working over at Wish at the boutique and everything. And they, uh, so we ended up actually uh, the next year still, you know, being at Wish and like really kind of like growing past the idea of like, I just want to make, you know, a couple of T-shirts. I just want to like do the like really thinking about like I never really kind of thought about fashion long term. So we wound up uh, actually interning for a couple of the uh, show brands that we we're carrying that we're going to interning at the showroom. Right. That had a bunch of them. And that's where we kind of really fell in love with like the concept of cut and sew. Because this is in New York. Yeah, like it was in New York City. So this is like when we jumped to New York. So that okay. was the, yeah, was yeah. Like, that was the summer after we did like the summer in Atlanta and everything, really learning. The next summer, as I was saying, we were trying to figure out like a spot where we were going to do this summer. We ended up actually being able to like, you know, find some interning spots in the spot in New York. That was actually one of the our like housed a lot of our favorite brands yeah. at the time. So we wound up working out of that showroom, and we did that for all. We did it for two summers actually. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like at this point, like I was really like figuring out like what I want to do is I want to do cut and sew. Like that's where the concept of that came. There's not really a build for that in Atlanta. So I'm in my like junior year, senior year of college, figuring out like this is what I want to do when do cut and sew. So I had to realize, like, okay, there's not really anything here for that right now. I understand that. Graduate, figure it out. So the two years, my last two years of college, I'm, like, building up the ideas and everything that are going to become Brownstone. So we're, like, figuring out, like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll give this a shot and everything. And, you know, once we finally graduate, jump over to New York City, I'm uh, crashing on a couple of my homies' floor. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> like, you know, so like I'm staying with, you know, some of the guys in Brooklyn. Uh, man, I'm be honest with you, Jeremy. Like, long story short, it was just like not necessarily a nightmare, but it was very overwhelming. And yeah. it's like this is a huge person's, like, this is a huge game. You know, like, this is a big deal. This is a big league thing. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, man, like, maybe I don't want to get in over my head. And wind up like not loving this the way I originally wanted to. Right. So we started thinking about what's the best way to go about this, move back to Atlanta. And around this time, we were figuring out and hearing about a lot of like these uh brands who were making things out in Los Angeles, but like the quality of the pieces were what we were looking for. Like we were getting they were getting re-re zippers, they were getting Japanese fabrics. These are the things that, you know, essentially make what brownstone is brownstone. That's what we were looking for. So when we were started to stumble across these type of instances where, like, okay, somebody in L.A. here has this, has this. Then we started taking more trips out here, still based in Atlanta. So we're flying back and forth from Atlanta to Los Angeles, Atlanta to Los Angeles. Uh, 
man, by a stroke of luck, we wound up finding uh, some interesting individuals who allowed for, you know, certain things to fall into motion where you can kind of get started. Because, like, you know, every, every time you meet someone, it's going to be like a, a, you know, every, you'll always fall out with somebody you work with when you mm-hmm. first start doing this. People are always going to jerk you over. And especially, like, this fashion thing, like, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's nuts. Um, the first day I moved to L.A., a bird shit on my head. I guess that's a sign of good luck. That's cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, we were just, like, you know, it was meant to be what it was. You know, we ran into Keith Morris. <laughs> just walking down the street. Like, just, like, like, the most L.A. thing possible. The most L.A. thing. Oh, man, we were living in Hollywood, and we hated it. Oh, yeah. boy. I was living near, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and I was like, this is. Damn. I hated it. I was so mad, bro. I was, like, dying, bro. Like, yeah, here's the thing, like, because we were, like, just looking at this stuff from Atlanta, like, just yeah. taking meetings through email and everything. So I didn't understand right. the difference. And, like, downtown Los Angeles is, it looks like it's 10 miles online from Hollywood. Yeah. It is not 10 minutes. 10 miles is not equal to 10 minutes. Not, so like, not around here. Not at <laughs> no, all, we man. We didn't know anything. So we, yeah, we were like literally right on the middle of like tourist central. And it was... Uh, I mean, the parking it, it, alone, I, I feel so bad for you. That's... that's uh, Dude, that's I, a, that's, I came out here without a car. I was just... Yeah. What was I doing, Jeremy? I, was I mean, yo, the, but those are all like, <laughs> you know, those are things you learn. I have to, I have to ask, when you went to New York, though, that first time... We're, Going, coming from such a small town, then experiencing the bigger town in Atlanta, but then you go to New York City. Was that like just such a wild, eye-opening experience? Like, do you did you love the city at all, or were you just sort of like overwhelmed with how crazy it was with what you were trying to do? It was cool, but when we went, we were the, for the first time. We were twenty. I think we were maybe like 19. nineteen. Yeah, like nineteen slash twenty. So yeah. you're really in that middle age where you're not old enough to like go out. But you're still old enough to where you're like, well, I want to have something to do. Like once mm-hmm. once I get off work at like seven thirty, so like yeah, for for finding like that middle ground of something of like you know just finding something to like fill that kind of void of like wanting to be like, all right, what do I do with my time? But yeah. it actually kind of like helped because along those times, I'm sorry, with a lot of that free time, uh, a lot of my friends from like Atlanta and whatnot are actually that went to college with us. We're living in like New York and Philadelphia around that time as well, so we would always find like certain spots to go. Like even like, like we would go to like the pizza spot, and just right. like you know, you know, like different arcades or like things like that to like create time and things to do. Yeah. But as to actually open your eyes as far as like a different a uh, like. A I mean, WTF even just like experience. Yeah, like walking yeah. around Manhattan has just got to be like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Because like Warner was saying, we didn't even have like a car. In New York, it's like right. first time like you're really on like the train and like yeah. things like that. So like yeah, no, it, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. I didn't feel like overwhelmed. I was just more like, this is chill. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I like this. Like, <laughs> and then when you came to LA the first time, did that feel more like what you were looking for? Aside yeah, well, from see, like- I get anxiety in New York. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, Warner, yeah. I get bad, I, I get anxiety in New York City because I feel like that because it's constantly open. It's pretty like claustrophobic. To, yeah, that you constantly have to be doing something every minute, of every, and, and it like it will bother me. But yeah. like Warner, on the other hand, it can find like a nice little comfort zone, a little sweet spot within all that chaos and everything. Yeah, yeah. But me, on the other hand, I, I kind of like Los Angeles more so than uh, New York for that. Not only is it like you know, you, you, 
you have access to things that were as far as like running the business, like there's no dye houses and wash houses in New York City. We were having to travel back from New York City to New Jersey and like I don't have a car, so I gotta take the train with like three right. rolls of fabric on my back and like See, he's talking. He's talking like all facts, and I'm just like, yeah. But Warner's like, <laughs> oh, not. Warner's yeah, Warner like, like, no, they have great shows out here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it out here. Like, <laughs> like, oh no, I, they have the best shows out here. No, see, so now like, I understand why I needed both of you on here. As you yeah, were saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been letting him do his thing, right? I've been letting him do his thing. So, been like, yeah. So I, we all we've been joking with this that Wave is just over here tallying. You can't see Wave's other hand, Jim. He's just tallying. He's tallying all the bullshit. Telling all the bullshit meters, <laughs> so like no, so like no. That, that he was like, no, I love it here because I can like you know experience like art and like heart, like music and things like that. I'm on the other hand, like man, I don't know how this. Where is he's like, like, I want a bed, dog. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Los Angeles is actually definitely that kind of like say that middle ground, yeah, where everything right. like you know kind of came together. Yeah, we yeah. can much, 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 uh, much easier to maneuver in the world that we want to out here. So I have a I have a couple uh, kind of so you know often I, I interview a lot of like you know musicians or, right. or photographers and things like that so um, I was thinking of like kind of fun first experience questions to ask the two of you and one of the ones <laughs> I thought of was like do you remember the first piece of clothing that you two that either of you had that like made you I guess feel good you know like made you feel good about yourself. Made me feel. Ooh, I would. Oh say yeah, well, it probably wouldn't even be like one piece. It'd probably be like a genre. Of like, I like guess. It's a, well, how young do you want to go back? How young? I mean, I would say like honestly, like to, to where it made a, an impact on you. To where you're like, you know, because I think when we're kid, you know, when you're kids, like we used to have a uniform in fifth grade. Like, like, all through my okay. middle school, like we had to wear like a dress coat and everything. Yeah. But like first through fifth grade, wearing like my fifth grade uniform was pretty much like flannel, and at the time now. Would be like super rare, but then very obscure band tee and just like you know, a pair of like vans or chucks at the time. So I would say, like, yeah, definitely, like, yeah, like tees, then like, yeah, some of those like vintage tees from back yeah. in the day, absolutely. Like, I was gonna say for me, like, for, so it's funny because, like, I, I guess, like, I look at like, uh, like baby pictures, like, my my, uh, my parents always love to show my like baby pictures. And like <laughs> I like baby pictures of me wearing like you know like old like you know like Nike blazers and like like old like you know like Converse Chuck Taylors and things like that. And then I look at like myself like I remember when I got like I remember my first pair of Jordans. I remember like not getting them like as a kid. Like I remember getting like as close as you could to the Jordan, but not the Jordan. <laughs> Until like you were like like you had to like wait like you, you know I remember like getting like the 12s and like uh and then that was like cool because i just remember like because we were basketball fans so like the fashion of that didn't matter at the time for that it was Mm -hmm. more so like i just love mj you know what i'm saying like it was like what jordan meant was like super cool not so much like i'm styling on them like in the jordans like in terms of like style well, I mean, really- honestly, anything, because it's that sort of thing where, like, yeah, you're saying you're basketball fans, then you're getting the shoe of, like, maybe your favorite player, yeah. and, you feel co- and you feel cool for that. Or, like, you know, you yeah. like you like Nirvana, you see he wears Chuck Taylors, you're like, oh, well, now I got these, ch-, you know, like, yeah. now I feel cool because I'm wearing the same shoes as the guy that I like or whatever. For me, it was it was probably, like, like first, like, 
ultra cool thing was probably like the first pair of SBs though. Like the yeah, like that. I'm gonna say kind of like, transformed. Like, the, like like not like sentimental, like just a straight up like flex. Mm. Like yeah, <laughs> like I, like there's no sentimentality to this. Just like I have these and you don't. Mm. Like, right. Pro- yeah. Probably just some SBs. Like that was probably like the first yeah. one. <laughs> I would say like those are still things that I wear to this day. Yeah. But, like tees and like even I still I've been wearing the same size shoe since eighth grade. Yeah. So yeah. I still have like the nice. same shoe. Yeah. So I still have the same shoes. From then, like, yeah, I grew wow. in. I grew into like a lot of things. Like, yeah, I grew into like a lot of like like I can still fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like, I'll have to go back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was trying to think of the first time we all met. It's probably been like what? I mean, you moved out here six years ago. You said so. It's yeah, probably I, around then. Did we ever meet in Atlanta? It's no. So get. The, so this is funny. Jay. I was thinking about this too. Yeah. So we. Uh, you and I, of course, we really, I feel like, had, like, a the, the, the good time and bonding when we, uh, shout out to the boy Mike Bingham. Yep. When we DJed the Spiritual Cramp Party. Right. That was, the, the Spiritual Cramp show. That yeah. was, like, I remember, like, we were, like, because we were, we both, like, you had a playlist and I had a playlist. Yeah. And we were supposed to, like, just kind of, like, you'll do some songs and I'll do some songs. Yeah, like take turns. And then I was in your shit like, yo, man, what you playing over here? <laughs> and you were like, oh, what is this? And like, yeah, right. like, we, had, like we, we were vibing, we were vibing. But um, I, I mean, full disclosure, I'm a huge Touche fan, which I'm sure you know. But, <laughs> but it's um, very sweet. I appreciate that. Nah, but yeah, I mean, you. it's like, I, I, I remember I feel meeting. Like, I feel like we met at like a show right. many years ago. And then like, it was just kind of, I felt like we just kept meeting at shows. Right. I remember seeing you at a, uh, like, it's so funny the other day I was thinking about it. Uh, it was like the day after Thanksgiving and I don't even remember the venue, but I think we went to go see like Fury. Hmm. And I okay. think I saw, I think you were there. Oh, it was Praise. I think I saw you at a Praise show once. With okay. A, uh, with Trinidad, my good brother, Trinidad came with me to go see Praise, and I think we saw you there. And I was like, oh, it's Jeremy. He plays in Touche more. He's like, that's Jeremy for Touche more? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's just at the show? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw... And I remember... Um, damn, I can't remember when we first really linked up. You were... It's, it's, it's probably been like five years, though. Yeah, we just like, keep seeing like, each other. You're yeah. both such... You know, like... Obviously, for one thing, twins. You know, like that's always going to be like, you know, right? Are. It stands kinda, out. It's six four. Kinda, it's kind of a thing. But also, yeah. it's like, you know, you meet someone and then instantly you you feel how charming they are, and you're like, okay, I'm going to make an effort to say hi to those people every time I see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I appreciate thank you so much. Thank yeah, you, it's always Jeremy. been. And then you know, throughout the time, then all of a sudden we start having all these mutual friends, Mike Bingham. Uh, friends with the the friends in turnstile, like all that sort of stuff. So it's My like guys, you start to, yeah. That's a funny story. Yeah, I was gonna say that's right? a cool story we want to talk about first. So well in relation shout out to Franz. Shout out to my boy Freaky. This is a very cool, hilarious story. So speaking of first times, so we're about to do New York Fashion Week and we don't know what we're doing, you know. Like the worst thing with fashion at our level is dealing with the calendar dealing with the calendar of immediate demand because these things that we're trying to build and these stories that we're trying to do take time and it's very immediate, boom, boom, boom. So we're a little bit behind on the deliveries and we have an opportunity to show in New York. Uh, Thankfully, same place we interned at, they're like, you know what, guys? Come on, 
we'll hook something up. We'll make it happen. Yeah. It's coming full so, circle. Yeah. So we have, <laughs> so we have like, you know, a couple of days to like, you know, make something happen in New York with like actually shooting our editorial, showing the brand, all this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who are we going to get to model this? I don't even like, I, the clothes are like in a, like a, a medium slash large. I don't know. <laughs> I just hit up Franz and I'm like, yo bro, I want to know if you can do me a favor. Could you model this like collection for us? Like this like entire like collection for us? And he's just like, I'm in Jersey right now. I'm going to catch the train. I got you guys. So he comes down and he sticks around for like three or four days. And we shoot like the whole collection at like eight in the morning in the snow. We're like shooting a spring collection like in the snow. (laughs) 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 And he like just pulled up and was just like the coolest about it and held it down. And that was like our first real time, like really vibing and like connecting with him. And that was great. Like. That oh, was a so very cool. cool, like, yeah, he, yeah, shout out to him for that. Shout out to the Turnstile dudes. Was that always something that you both had in mind of wanting to mix, uh, like, your, you know, the, the, the music that you both enjoy in with your fashion? Like, I know you said, you know, obviously you've always enjoyed the music aspect and, and that's been, like, an influence. But, like, in terms of, like, how you present your brand, has that ever been important to you? Yeah, for yeah, me, for, for Warner, specifically, like, in, in in two regards, because like you know, one it's like, okay, like there aren't many people who even look like me in hardcore. So with that being said, when I can elevate that and accentuate that, and then we can like you know build upon that, it's even more so like and exciting and like it it matters to me and like that's like a cool thing where you get like diversification in that when you get like you know mutual voices in that and if you apply that idea to fashion it's like the same thing like i think there should be more interesting conversations being held i think there should be more interesting people who are looked at and there's if it's all coming down to culture and if brownstone is our world that we're building then like how could it not be you know what i'm saying like how could that like not be a part of the brand dna because that's me you know i would be like faking it like how some people like go and get like the like with face tat because they think it'll like make them look cool like if i didn't reach if i didn't pull from like my world and my what makes me feel like good then i would be like doing a disservice to that so that was really like kind of like where that came from it was more so like that yeah i think and i i agree i think that one thing that's really cool with the way that is like pulled and it's like it, it's never like overly done to where it's like screaming like a flag wave like a bunch of spikes and studs and like screaming yeah oh this is punk this is hardcore like the real aspect like was really cool that is like make is like doing your own shit like diy yeah like you know what i mean we're like totally independent brand jeremy like yeah we want to make you look good like that's what brownstone's all about so if we can like Mm -hmm. use our friends and like build it around this community and this culture like that's even better and y'all are just Cooler to deal with, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> we got a, right, like, we yeah, got a, we got a shoot like, coming out in a few weeks with a uh, Aaron from Jesus Peace and nothing. One of the homies and like, yeah, he literally like stayed at my house when we shot it. Like he was like, yeah, I'll like crash at your spot, bro. Like it's okay. Like it, y'all are just so yeah. cool and easy to deal with, and you make my life so much easier. Like, that. oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all friends, like more yeah. than anything. Like it's just it's just friends, you know. So it's cool. Uh, do you remember the first, do you remember the first brands, uh, or brand or brands that like made an impression on you? 
Well, I, you mentioned Nike. Yeah, I was saying Nike a, as a whole. Yeah, as a whole. I, I yeah. mean, like that's like I'm sorry, let me speak. That's like on like the huge like world changing. Like oh my gosh, like yeah, that's insane. But say so, but yeah. Like, like maybe when you were working at that shop in Atlanta, yeah, like maybe a brand like, that came nah, in that you never just, on on a were, smaller scale yeah. for me. I was gonna say real quick, the joint in, in New York City for me. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. I mean, before you got off, I was gonna say yeah. just real quick. Like, like no, I was saying Nome de Guerre. And uh, when we were interning in New York City, there's this spot called Nome de Guerre that mixed like streetwear and military and like like super high end clean stuff like all together so perfectly. It was a shop that was underground. You had to like literally go underground to get into it. They had like the mix of like super old like vintage stuff and military and they would mix it with like common projects and it was just like the greatest way of You had like, to like ring a doorbell to get into it. Yeah. And the funniest thing about it was it was like Right next to the store that sold like all the like mainstream shit, but like you had to like go mm. underground to get to it. Like, to get to this, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Does that and place it just still smell exist? Good. No, no, they're no, closed. closed. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, no, but honestly, everybody's doing well from it though. Yeah. I think. Still. But even yeah, even like, yeah. even in that regard, like the original Union in New York. Yep. Like the original like Union in Los Angeles, who think you know? With, shout out to our Union guys. We're in Union Los Angeles and Union Tokyo. This collection. Our first overseas international account. Um, Union started off in New York City, and we would always go there after work and like link up with like the homies and like that's like like we were like nineteen and twenty. We're not going to the club, you know. What I'm saying like we were like that's what we would do. We would like go to like Union and look at like original fake. <laughs> so like the ideas of you know original Ralph Lauren undercover. What Supreme built when they had, you know, the OGs like Ricky and, you know, Brendan and like, you know, Angelo working there. Like that's like that that's what made us fall in love with brands was the stories of what they were telling more so than the pieces, you know. Right. Yeah. I wanted to ask what uh what your what if what you remember from like the first time you both like designed something, I guess maybe the first time you designed something that you were both very proud of. Oh, that probably be um <laughs> probably these I would say when Jeff was out here. Honestly. Yeah, the yeah, original, man. the original brownstone mm-hmm. like work summit where we were like, okay, we're gonna do this, and like we had like we had our, we had a guy out here, my homie Jeff, who's always who's always been you know a part of what we got going on. He came down and was just like literally spent like four days here just sketching like the original initial pieces that became our very first collection. We did the whole first collection like independent. Like we didn't, we yeah. didn't, we didn't have any intentions of being any. I mean, we had, we would have loved for y'all to, you know, notice then. But like, <laughs> right? But uh, we we did all that, you know, like just like we're just gonna just go for it, you know what I mean? So like we were all down here just like originally working on that. I remember we first made like our first Sukajin jacket that was like reversible Japanese cotton Japanese nylon quilted here with like original artwork by Matt McCormick and like I was at Matt's house for like weeks like laying all this out and like Lee from Trash Talk comes over and is like that looks good man like like all these like ridiculous like I was like oh we're like we're doing this like oh wow and then you know like Chris Gibbs from Union tells you like yeah I saw that I didn't even know that was you that looks that looks cool then you're like Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah, great. so like, you know it's a genuine compliment. It's not yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when you're, like, really, like, doing it like that, like... 
And all that's before the LeBron. Like, even Yeah, before. like, when we first started, yeah. like, doing, like, things like that. Like, when we first... When you can when we when you can develop a workflow that allows for you to get your ideas out, you feel so proud to be able to get your ideas out and like say like this is what I was trying to say. When you can say what you're trying to say, that's like that's when it clicks, man. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do you have any advice for anyone that's like, you know, thinking about starting a, a clothing brand? Things that like maybe you learned like the hard way that you're like, Oh, if you're gonna do this, make sure you don't you know, do this kind of a thing. Like, cause being in a band, you get asked that sort of stuff all the time. Like, you know, what's some advice for some new band that's starting right now? If for someone who wants to start a clothing brand, what's something that pops in mind to be like, uh, maybe avoid that. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, do as much of it as you can yourself, but like, don't be like afraid. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Don't be too, don't be too proud. Yeah. So like, so all right, there are many aspects of this. So look, you can't be afraid to ask for help, but you also have to be know that most of the time people who are going to say, oh, yeah, I can help you. It's usually never going to be like, you know, yeah, you're going to come with like some type of cost. So you just have to understand, like, just being able to maneuver around everything. I, I really learned that in Los Angeles a lot because every conversation isn't going to be like the one, even though it right. might sound like it is. And every conversation that seems like it might not be like, oh man, I might have blown that. Like, no, that actually might have been the one. So like, you can, mm-hmm. I would say never like, don't ever stop focus. Don't ever st- lose focus of like what your main focus is. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna run into like a bunch of different side streets, bunch of side jobs, like you know stuff that's gonna come and go throughout the collection and throughout the seasons and everything. But it should never take away from what, like, your main goal is. And you don't even have to tell it to anybody. Like, right. you know, like, what your main goal and your focus at the end of the day, what you want to do is. So, like, as long as you're doing things to etch that out, I would say, yeah, just stay on that path. Because there's going to be a lot of, lot of, like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, that you're going to step in. It's going to, like, fall on you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But you got to be able to just maintain through, throughout that and just hold... Just know what it is that you want at the end of the day. You'll be all right. You just got to right. stick that. I'm really bad at giving advice. But you just got to stick that shit out, man, sometimes. Like, I ain't trying to yeah, tell like, because everybody would say it felt the same thing at the end of the day. Like, everybody, like, people always talk about, like, everybody has a bill. Everybody wakes up certain days and feels like, damn, I don't really want to do this. Or I'd rather right. do something else than this right now. But, and you can have those days to, like, you know. Go by and everybody can take a mental health day and all that. Don't ever let, like, you know, make yourself feel like, oh, yeah, I'm tripping because I'm doing that or anything like that. Like, nah, just as long as you know what your goal is, stay on tap point and you'll be all right. How uh, how many years has Brownstone existed as, like, a, a full-on thing at this point? We are on our fifth collection. So okay. we've been For the first two years, we didn't even, like... I was going to say we're pro- probably, like, our fourth... Uh, it's probably our fourth. We're approaching next year will be our fifth year in business. Right. Okay. Like as a like, this is what we do. But right. We've uh, we've actually been so we we took the first year once we moved out here and just kind of like built up the infrastructure and everything. Boom boom. Right. But we've been releasing product for about four years now. Would you say that's even good advice? Like, don't rush to it. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like let like like feel it out. Know what you're looking to do. 
taught oh, you know get the right people yeah all of, oh, all that sort of stuff yeah yeah you yeah. gotta build it up like kind of like i mean like you have to like it happens so fast man like you you in, in music you know everybody tells you you got like lifetime to write your first record six months to write your second like that type of thing it's like mm-hmm. very much that with this it's like the minute you're like put your first stuff out people are like looking at this the, the next thing and that actually is like a thing that a lot of it's 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 a larger issue in fashion that you know business of fashion and all them to carry on about it about the demand and things of schedules and like how wasteful it is and how much demand it is on like a person's mindset and mental and everything but like literally it is you have to always be ready you have to always kind of know what's going on so you have to kind of I mean, it, this stuff is built two years out, you know. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be planned. You gotta have it in the tuck, man. Is no, is no, is no lacking. This it's funny. I, I, that kind of you mentioned, like uh, you know, writing albums. I wonder if if uh, we can equate this with one another a little bit. Where say you know the first thing you put out is really <laughs> hot, and everyone's <laughs> everyone's like, "Yo, I love this," mm-hmm. and then there's now an expectation put on what your brand looks like mm-hmm. so th- when it's time to do the next one is it hard to not kind of do something similar or try to take a chance and go another direction you know what i'm saying yeah well i say it's cool because you can always mix in with that like even from like our first collection we got pieces that are been with our uh, in our fifth collection that started yeah. out in our oh no, that were in our first collection as well yeah and it just like elevate over time. So like now everything like might have custom brownstone labeled hardware. At the time of season one, it didn't have. Now the fabrics are going to be even more like luxe and everything from like the first time that we created on it. And just like upgrades like that. But you always are able to like find and mix those in with like what you're trying to say and speak to into that particular season and collection always. Because one okay. thing is you yeah, like Again, like we own all these patterns, the, all of these are going to be ours. Like you know, the patterns that you build the, the pieces from. So like I can build and mix and match as long as you know. I always forever. like to uh, play off of that. The people are like expecting something. I think it's funny. Um, I yeah. like. <laughs> I always joke with Wave like, "Ooh, what are we gonna do next?" Like, <laughs> because it, um, for us, like you know, a lot of what we do is uh minimal so it's really like you can't really go i mean just in our in our design nature we're like we're never going to give you like you know we're we're only going to give you but so much you know what i mean so it's like kind of figuring out like within the confines of what we're building how to like maximize that like minimalistic approach and everything and that's the most fun i guess like finding like new ways like how we can like try to stretch this because it's like we, we we know us, so we're never gonna do anything that's not us. But it's definitely like oh, we like to make fun, we like, between us like we like to laugh at the fact that like yeah absolutely <laughs> what you about to do now <laughs> Man, right it's, fun us too. Yeah, it's cool it's cool right cool well hey I'll hit you with the last question I uh, can't believe it's already we've already hit an hour um, oh that but, was just an hour yeah all right yeah so I was oh, curious that was great <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Yeah, I was curious when. Um, do you remember the first time where you both felt like you were like doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards? Mm. I would say one of them would be actually like uh, I feel you might have had this experience too. 
Maybe we ever had like when your mom was like, "Hey, so uh, tell me about that thing you're doing," and she didn't yeah. like, yeah, she didn't like air quote it or anything. She wasn't like, "So are you going to be doing this or this?" Like she was really like, "All right, so I'm starting to see things online, and my friends are like telling me like things like, oh, 'Oh, I've seen like you know.'" So she's like, "What is what is actually going on with this?" So I would say, "Yeah, that was one time because my mom again is like." Not the most internet savvy person. Like she still does accounting, old school pen paper calculator. Like yeah. once, like yeah, you know, you really once she was like, I'm starting to see all this stuff on on my phone. Like what's going on? <laughs> so like, no, right. yeah, yeah, that was uh, probably one of the first times I was like, oh yeah, wow, okay. The, and, the, like the moment when you're when you're uh, when your parents realize like, oh, it's not just like something fun they're doing on the side. Like yeah. it's an actual thing. Right, yeah. right. And then again, I'm gonna say every time that like uh, you get hit up for like certain type of events and everything, it's like always an honor. Like when something in the water festival in Virginia was like. Hey, we want to work with you. So you're like, oh wow, and LeBron. Sends That's his cool. Like, over. Yeah, like yeah, like dude, like LeBron James sent us his sizes over to get his wow. jacket. Custom. Yeah, like things like, like little that. Things like, like that was like, because you know the whole time you hear it, you're like, all right, man, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and he really sends you these over. You're like, oh, <laughs> like you know, yeah, like little things like that. So like those are always like, all right, cool, super tight. But when my mom and everybody was like, nah, this is actually a way, like, all right, we're not even tripping right now. Let us, like, you know, yeah. find a way where we can kind of help make all of this stuff make sense. That was like, yeah, that's a big one, definitely. I, I'd probably say, yeah, like that and, uh, I mean, just what's going on right now. Like, uh, not, I mean, I mean, right now in terms of, like, we just released the fifth collection. Mm. Um, we just came off the Nordstrom collab, like, that's insane to me that, like, two dudes from Virginia pulled this off and, like, did it so well. Like, mm-hmm. it. sometimes I'm, like, looking at this thing and I'm, like, damn, like, it's crazy. It's, like, it's not even about, like, necessarily... It, it, it's bigger than, oh, I like this font or I like this record cover. Let me put it on a T-shirt. Let me flip this. This is, like, a thing. It's, like, it, it exists and you need to show up and you need to be present and you need to make sure that like you handle this and this is like your baby this is what you do like <laughs> like like having to like really be like yeah okay so I'm a designer okay cool this is what I do like you know what I mean like having a like step into that was a uh, was really cool and something that I'm like new too and like yeah. <laughs> and like getting and getting the bearings of and like I'm really like super humbled and excited to be doing it and like this is what I like you know like, I mean I guess this is what I always wanted to do I didn't know that you know I can't I, I can't do anything pretty much else than this I feel or want to at this point <laughs> so you're like, not planning on you're not planning on going to space no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no 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 I I, I listen to a lot of shoegaze <laughs> uh, well, those are both wonderful answers, and I'm, and I'm so happy that those we got a chance to, to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you meant about the space and shoegaze. Oh, no, no, no. Nice, nice. Yeah. That is well. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, well, thank you both so much for your time. This has been a blast. I appreciate it. Nah, thank, thank you, you, brother. Much love. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll talk soon.
And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Warner and Waverly Watkins. And uh, once again, if you haven't subscribed to the show on Apple or Spotify, please do so. If you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review on Apple, that would help me out a lot. And don't forget to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. I will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.